the Bible Study Podcast, episode 756. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Amos with chapter 7. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on. We're starting to wind up the book of Amos. There are three chapters left counting today. Today's chapter is about locusts, fire, and a plumb line. Chapter 7. This is what the Sovereign Lord showed me. He was preparing swarms of locusts after the king's share had been harvested and just as the late crops were coming up. When they had stripped the land clean, I cried out, Sovereign Lord, forgive, how can Jacob survive? He is so small. So the Lord relented. This will not happen, the Lord said. This is what the Sovereign Lord showed me. The Sovereign Lord was calling for judgment by fire. It dried up the great deep and devoured the land. Then I cried out, Sovereign Lord, I beg you, stop. How can Jacob survive? He is so small. So the Lord relented. This will not happen either, the Sovereign Lord said. This is what he showed me. The Lord was standing by a wall that had been built true to plumb, with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord asked me, What do you see, Amos? A plumb line, I replied. Then the Lord said, Look, I am setting a plumb line among my people Israel. I will spare them no longer. The high places of Isaac will be destroyed, and the sanctuaries of Israel will be ruined. With my sword, I will rise against the house of Jeroboam. So God is kind of mad, and God has three different things that he is planning on doing, and the first two he relents from. And that's interesting. I don't know what that means theologically. Did Amos change God's mind? Is God's mind able to be changed? Did God communicate with Amos in that fashion because Amos would understand it? That's always been a little bit of an interesting area to try and figure out. There certainly seem to be places where, for instance, Abraham negotiates with God over how many righteous men he'll find in Sodom and Gomorrah and whether God would save the city. Now, of course, God knows how many righteous men are in the city. So whether that was really a negotiation or not, or just something for Abraham, um, because it's a little rigged if you know the answer to the question already. So, But in this case, God says, I'm going to send some locusts after the late crops were coming up, um, just after the king shares. So the king gets a segment the king gets part of the harvest for every field. That's their version of taxes. And then the swarm of locusts were going to come. And, and Amos intercedes with them and says, how can Jacob survive? He is so small. And God says, well, I won't do that. And so then we get this devouring fire that's going to come. And, and again, Amos intercedes and says, how can Jacob survive? He is so small. And God relents. We do know whatever's going on at God's end, that on our end, we are called to intercede. We are called to pray into situations where bad things are happening. And right now, there are bad things happening in other places. I think of the war that is going on in in Eastern Europe right now, or Central Europe. But there are certainly places and things that we are called to pray about, whether that's changing God's mind or whether that's grooming our hearts to see like God sees. However you picture that, there's certainly a call for the people of God to intercede, to pray for situations that the situations will change. But God is only changing to a certain 
degree. God is saying there is going to be judgment here. Remember, that's what this book is about. And so finally, he comes with a plumb line. And for those of you who haven't done carpentry, a plumb line, a very old, very old invention, obviously, if it's here in the book of Amos, but you take a weight and you put it on a line and you can tell what straight up is because the plumb line will go down towards the center of the earth. And so it's a way to build your walls and make sure that they are plumb, make sure that they are straight and make sure that things are going to stay standing because things are straight and built well. And so God comes standing by a wall with a plumb line. And Amos, what am I holding? I'm holding a plumb line. Okay, well, look, I'm setting a plumb line among my people, Israel. Basically, I'm going to measure the people to see if they are upright, to see if they are straight, to see if they are righteous in this case. And the high places of Isaac will be destroyed and the sanctuaries of Israel will be ruined. My sword will rise against the house of Jeroboam. Now, Jeroboam, we were talking about how can Jacob survive, and Jacob is all of Israel, right? The Jacob became Israel, and so, but at the time of this writing, there's the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom, and they rebelled, the ten tribes of the north rebelled against Solomon's son, Rehoboam, during the time of Jeroboam. And so, with, I will set my sword again will rise against the house of Jeroboam. He's now talking about the nation of Israel, specifically of the two nations, and talking about those 10 northern tribes. Basically, the time of judgment of those 10 northern tribes who have been worshiping other gods very consistently for something like 500 years at this point, their time is up. Oh, and I mentioned that Jeroboam was the king at the time that they rebelled, but I forgot that Jeroboam is again the king in the sense that there is another king named Jeroboam who is the current king of Israel. And so in this case, Jeroboam has this, in in a sense, a double meaning. It can mean our current king or it can mean that whole house of Israel from that whole time from Jeroboam to Jeroboam. Uh, basically, because this is Jeroboam the second, although not a son of, or nor even a grandson of, or even a great great grandson of the first Jeroboam, the king currently in Israel, as we learned in Amos chapter one, and then continuing on, Amos and Amaziah. Then Amaziah the priest of Bethel sent a message to Jeroboam, king of Israel. Amos is raising a conspiracy against you in the very heart of Israel. The land cannot bear all his words. For this is what Amos is saying, Jeroboam will die by the sword, and Israel will surely go into exile away from their native land. Then Amaziah said to Amos, Get out, you seer. Go back to the land of Judah. Earn your bread there, and do not prophesy here. Do your prophesying there. Don't prophesy anymore at Bethel, because this is the king's sanctuary and the temple of the kingdom. Amos answered Amaziah, I was neither a prophet nor the son of a prophet, But I was a shepherd, and I also took care of sycamore fig trees. But the Lord took me from tending the flock and said to me, Go prophesy to my people Israel. Now then, hear the word of the Lord, you say. Do not prophesy against Israel and stop preaching against the descendants of Isaac. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. Your wife will become a prostitute in the city, and your sons and daughters will fall by the sword. Your land will be measured and divided up, and you yourself will die in a pagan country. And Israel will surely go into exile, away from their native land. So the king has some problems with the things that Amos is saying. And we see that now that people 
have debates over what is true. And in my country, we have debate, you know, on the the right and the left, and, and the people on the right say the left is lying, and the people on the left say the right is lying. Well, there is a truth, right? There's, there is a question in, in our current day, and also obviously here in the time of Amos, Jeroboam believes the truth is that Amos is a false prophet, and these things are not going to happen. And Amos believes that he is being called by God to bring this word to Jeroboam, to repent because God is going to do these things. Well, we know now what they didn't know then, or at least didn't believe then, which was Amos was right. They This was really the word from God saying, you are going to be destroyed. And they did not listen because they did not believe it. And it didn't make it any less true. Right, The truth is not affected by our belief. It is not affected by people disagreeing with it. The truth is the truth. And Jeroboam is making a very literally fatal mistake here in not listening to the prophecy of Amos and just trying to get rid of this troublemaker. As far as he's concerned, the problem is Amos, but the problem is not Amos. The problem is Jeroboam, and the problem is the people of Israel, and the problem is God is mad at them because they've been worshiping false gods, and destruction is coming, and they're not listening. And making Amos go away won't fix that problem. The truth is the truth, whether we like it or not. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, Send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. We hope to better equip you to be salt and light for your community. Uh, We hope that we can help you to go out and be a reflection of Jesus Christ to those around you, uh, to your friends and your family, and especially to those that do not know Christ. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.